Bruce Lawn. On this video, I'm going to give you guys my top 10 takeaways from the discussion between Alan Parr and Marcus Rogers, specifically about the gift of tongues. Is it a evidence of being saved, evidence of being filled, or is it a gift? All of that in this video. But before we get into that, guys, my name is Ruslan. If you want a free How to Study the Bible course, the link is in the description or go to mastermydevo.com to get you more clarity, get you more context, get you more consistency, ultimately for more life change and transformation in your life. Guys, make sure you head over to Alan Parr or Brother Marcus's channel. Either of their channels has the full live stream. It's about an hour and a half long. I think it's worth the entire watch. I watched it. I rewinded some of it. I thought it was really good. I thought they were very respectful. And I'm going to give you guys my 10 takeaways uh, on this conversation. Number one is I appreciated how both of them were there for uh, a desire to see unity amongst the believers. I thought that was really, really good. Marcus's tone was very humble. He was very meek. In the beginning of the conversation, Alan's always just a class act with the way they, the way he communicates. So out the gate, I'm like, man, this is great um, introduction to this conversation in terms of just how polite and respectful they were, even when they disagreed. I thought that was great. Even when they cut off each other, cut each other off here or there, they would still you know stop, apologize, and I thought that was awesome. Number two, I appreciate Alan going right in for the hard question, which which is, hey man, in this video you said that I wasn't spirit filled, and are you saying I'm not saved? Are you what are you saying with this statement? And so I I like getting to the point. So if you rewatch it, they get to the point right away. There's no fluff, there's no pleasantries. They get into the meat of the conversation, and and Marcus says, hey, I don't want to do a lot of talking. I I want to go over the scriptures and they get right to the point. They get right to Mark 16. They get right to Acts. They get right to the point. And I was like, man, that was good uh, in terms of just moving the conversation. Uh, this The third takeaway, praying in tongues versus praying in the Holy Ghost. Alan made the point and repeatedly made the point that that verse in Jude, that verse in Romans 8 was not exclusively about praying in tongues and Jude wasn't exclusive of praying in tongues. That praying in the spirit, praying in tongues is not the same thing. He said, you, you will be hard pressed to find a scholar that agrees with you. And so I've done my due diligence on this conversation and I've went and seeked out the very few uh, charismatic leaning scholars I know by, by scholar. I just quite simply mean somebody that holds a higher level degree with regards to the Hebrew, the Greek, uh, has operated a PhD level, who also is a charismatic. The only person I know have access of is Dr. Michael. Brown. I've had him on my channel before. Some of you guys haven't seen this. I encourage you to revisit this conversation. Here's his answer on if praying in tongues is the same as praying in the spirit. This is with someone who knows the original Jewish language. He went to, I believe, NYU. He holds an upper doctorate degree. He is a uh, one of the few charismatic scholars I know, and this is what his position was. So I wanted just to run this back real quick to you guys so that there's there's no confusion uh, on what, what, what the scholars view on that passage, that if these passages about praying in the spirit are about praying in tongues or praying in tongues and praying in the spirit are two different things. As someone that, you know, you, you have studied their original languages, you could speak in it, um, where where did where do you fall on that? Is is, is the praying in tongues praying in tongues? Can someone who doesn't have the gift of tongues pray in the spirit? And how does that work together? Yeah, it's both and. Uh, Ephesians six, pray in the spirit with all kinds of requests. Well, he's telling us to pray with our understanding there. So if if you can't pray in the spirit while you pray in your native language, well then are you praying in the flesh? You know, what is wow. that? So, so of course we can pray in the spirit 
in, in our native language. So yes. we're praying with the cooperation of the Spirit, the anointing of the Spirit, the leading of the Spirit. Yep. But certainly, since Paul talks about praying with my Spirit and we're, we're praying by the Spirit to God, obviously speaking in tongues is one of the most wonderful ways to pray in the Spirit. So you have Ephesians 6, praying in the Spirit with all kinds of prayers requests. You have, you have Jude that you mentioned, build yourself up in the most holy faith, praying in the Spirit. And then you have Romans 8, that the Spirit uh, intercedes for us with groans that can't be uttered. So that to me is, is travail when you're so deeply gripped that all you can do is literally groan and sob. And Dr. Michael Brown, one of the few charismatic scholars that I know who believes in the gifts of the Spirit, has been to NYU upper degree, understands the Hebrew, the Greek. You guys, go watch my interview. That is what he said on that, which sounds right aligned with what Alan Parr was saying here. The evidence is the issue, right? The evidence versus an evidence. Spraying in tongues being the evidence versus an evidence, I think was discussed. That was the fourth takeaway, which I think Dr. Michael Brown also covers here, which those of you guys that aren't tongue speaking, uh, this should encourage you. In that posture, it happened for me. Um, It hasn't happened for other people. But what I am getting from you though is in all of these things, there are no JV Christians. There are no, you're just a little less than, you don't have the Holy Spirit, you don't have the fullness. You don't, you know, hey, potentially you could get the gift of tongues someday, but, you know, it, it, is, that, is that fair to say, like, there is no yeah, tier look, of Christians based on them not speaking in tongues? Right, absolutely. And it's cruel and judgmental to make someone feel like there's something wrong with it. What do you want that person to start making up words? It's cruel and judgmental to make somebody feel like there's something wrong with them. What do you want that person to do? Start making up words, you know, or, or trying to produce something or, or think that somehow God loves them less or that there, there's a, you know, there's the saved and the really saved. So obviously many of us live way below our spiritual potential. Right. Many are, many are, are you know, just caught up with worldly things or, or yeah. prayerless or don't really have a burden for the lost or, you know, bound by, by some sexual sin or whatever. And, and we're, we're, we're walking at way, way beneath our potential in the Lord. And if the Lord spoke to us directly, he, he might bring a word of rebuke and correction, but that's to us as his children. There's not, yeah. you know, here, let me say this. I absolutely believe the Bible is very clear on the role of leaders and the importance of leaders in the body. But the clergy laity distinction is not a biblical distinction. Mm. That, that's the traditional. Remember us, them, higher ups, higher anointing. So guys, you could check out that entire conversation with Dr. Michael Brown, uh, which, which he talks about, is it a, is it the evidence or an, an evidence of it being in the spirit? The fifth thing, the fifth takeaway is Alan said that praying in the spirit can be praying in tongues. And he made it very clear that he is not against believers praying in the spirit. He's not against charismatics. He's not against anyone from any affiliation or camp. This was some of the feedback I kept getting. I kept, I kept getting brothers hitting me and saying, Alan's reformed. Alan's a, a Calvinist. Alan is, is, is a cessationalist, which means they believe the gifts have ceased. I really appreciated Alan being very clear and saying, hey, listen, if you're in your prior, private prayer time and you want to pray in tongues, I am not against that. Okay, so I thought that was very good for Alan to clarify because there is this thing that folks think that, you know, because he likes um, John MacArthur, that Alan doesn't like charismatics or that he doesn't like praying in the spirit or those things. And I thought that was really, really good to uh, for him to clarify. Takeaway six. At one point, Mark, (laughs) I wish he wouldn't have done this. This bugged me. And this is like not not nothing personal. But at one point he started naming some of the other people that Alan's initial video applied for in terms of channels he we should unsubscribe for. And he named a YouTuber that I wish he hadn't named. It's one of these heresy hunter channels. 
It was giving out free clout tokens. You don't want to, you do, you, we don't need to give out no free clout tokens for anybody that's out here just bashing people left and right on YouTube, calling out every video is about a, her, about a heresy, every video is about a false teacher. And uh, uh, Marcus said one of the guy's names, and I wish he hadn't have done that because I think that's exactly what those types of creators want. They want to be acknowledged. They want they want the they want the clout. They want they went to they want to be pulled up and and have the recognition when a when a bigger creator says their name. And I, I wish he hadn't done that. Um, I know he he didn't mean anything by it, but I was just like, gosh darn it. A point seven. It sounds like uh, Marcus finally towards the end conceded that Allen is a man of God and has the spirit. That's what I gathered from the discussion, which Marcus didn't necessarily apologize and say, hey, uh, I was wrong. I shouldn't have said this about you. But he did say, hey, uh, you know, I, I, I was praying for you. I was broken. I was I was crying. Um, you're a man of God. He kept, he kept referring to him as pastor, which was very honorable. His tone was great. And, and it sounded like towards the end, he did concede and basically say, Alan has the spirit in him, which I thought that was great. That That's a step towards unity with regards to these kinds of conversations. Uh, point number eight. So so Alan, Alan told Marcus, hey, listen, man, if you said that I don't have the spirit and how it made me feel as, as someone that's solid in the word, has been walking with Jesus for a long time, um, if, you don't, if, you, if I felt this way, if I felt this way, imagine how many other believers who have never spoken in the Holy Spirit may feel if I felt hurt that you said Alan doesn't have the spirit, how many, and, and, and I had to think through, like, is he saying I'm not saved? What does he mean by it? Imagine how it made other people who, who haven't spoken in tongues, imagine how it made them feel. And I thought that was a great point. Point nine, uh, what is the gift of the Holy Spirit? There's a distinction between uh, the gift of the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues. The gift of the Holy Spirit is not just speaking in tongues. The gift of the Holy Spirit is being filled with the Holy Spirit. And then the gift of tongues is a gift, a spiritual gift, like all types of spiritual gifts. So I thought that was great that, that, that Alan made that point, that someone can be a uh, uh, born again. Someone could be filled with the spirit, yet they may not speak in tongues. Amen. Hallelujah. That was great. And the end, I just thought it ended respectfully. I thought it ended respectfully. I thought they were smiling together. They were laughing together. Clearly, these brothers disagree on a lot. Clearly, uh, it, you know, it was some tension going into it, but I thought they handled, both of them handled it with class. Uh, I, th I thought Alan stuck to his points and, and and really tried to extract what we needed to extract from Marcus. And and Marcus, you know, he he, he does what Marcus does. He, he, he'll kind of go around and quote a lot of scriptures. There was a point where he, he said, you have to put the Bible together like a puzzle, which I, I didn't think was great language, but it ended respectfully. It started respectfully. It ended respectfully. It was tense. Uh, both of them, I thought, handled themselves well. I thought Alan is, you know, Alan's just, he's just a classy guy, man. There's, there's no way to... So there's another way to say it besides just like Alan is a classy guy and the way he communicates, he was very kind, very gentle. I think Alan won a lot of people over. Um, and I think Marcus showed his humanity in it. Like I think Marcus showed his humanity in uh, someone that is still learning, you know, and still struggling. And I, and I would hope, I would hope that he would continue uh, making himself vulnerable and having these conversations. I know I love having conversations with people I, I may disagree with, or maybe I don't understand something fully yet. Maybe I don't have the full context of, or maybe there's a different thing that they show or experience in their church services or their, uh, you know, revivals. So that's my 10th takeaway. Overall, I think this is a conversation that needed to happen. Overall, I think this was a conversation that was good 
Some of y'all are so so passive aggressive, y'all keyboard warriors. And then when Cass is ready to talk face to face and hash it out, oh, why, why do we have to be so divided? Hey, sometimes folks got to talk it out. Sometimes brothers got to hash it out. Sometimes we got to get to the bottom of it. We got to get clarity. Clarity will bring confidence. We know where these brothers are at. Um, they agree to disagree on a lot of it, but at the very least, uh, we know that that Marcus is no it doesn't believe that Alan's not saved or Alan's not a man of God or Alan's not spirit filled. We know that much there. Okay, so I thought that was good, and it is good to have healthy discussions and to challenge each other. We see it in the scriptures. We see it in Galatians chapter two, where Paul and Peter disagreed, and then Paul rebuked Peter publicly and then wrote about it in scripture. I think if there if, if that happened amongst the brothers that wrote our New Testament Bible, that it is okay for brothers today to get together and say, hey, man, we disagree with this, or I don't understand what you mean by this. I don't understand what is, what do you, what did you say? You said this, but did you mean this? I think that is healthy. I think that is good. I think we need that regardless on what these dudes, where we may fall individually on certain theology. And I, there's things I disagree with with a lot of people. There's probably things I disagree with myself from a year ago, my views that may have changed. That is okay. So we got to stop. We got to stop with this like real soft. Don't you can't have any conversation. You can't, you can't have that. Like, no, it's okay to come together, have hard conversations. So those are my 10 takeaways. I thought it was great. I thought it was needed. I think the body wins. Hear me loud and clear. I think the body wins when these conversations happen, especially when they have this much respect and this much honor around them. And I think that was beautiful. I think that was beautiful. And I would, I would challenge all you guys, man. I know YouTube is a, is a weird dynamic, but I would challenge all of you guys. Like when you're commenting, when you're in these chats, when you're engaging, extend the same grace, mercy, and honor to the person you're reacting to in a chat that you would, if you were with them face to face, when you're in a comment section and you're typing away, right? When you're making a video about somebody, try and speak as if they were in the room. Even if you're one of these heresy hunter channels, try and speak as if they're in the room. If you're react, if you're a creator, you're reacting to something, try and, 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 and speak with the same tone and the same humility. We don't always get it right. And sometimes we all want to just pop off in a comment section. I've been there. I've done that. Um, I failed in that area, but I think we could actually benefit a lot from, let's just keep that same energy. Let's just keep that same energy. Let's keep that same honor. Let's keep that same dignity. Let's keep that same respect. Um, and I think that will be a, a, a good thing for all of us. So those are my thoughts on this discussion. I'm happy it happened. I thought it was good. Um, it, it, I, I hope, and, and, and I pray that Alan and Marcus would continue to be brothers I, I, and, and, and build and fellowship. I hope and pray that we could all hang together and in, in person, like, like really. Cause I think there's also that, like just, just kind of slowing down off the internet in person person. Um, uh, Marcus has actually invited me to events before in August. And, and, and that, and that was amazing of him. I, I, I you know, I, I couldn't make it because I had another event. So he's invited me to his revivals. I've hung out with Alan in person. Amazing, amazing guy. And so, uh, I, I appreciate that, uh, that they're willing to have that conversation. And I think in person, that would be my heart. And, uh, and I would just pray, man, that like these cross denominational conversations would just happen more frequently. Cause I really do think they're fruitful. And I think iron sharpens iron and, and we're going to learn from each other. So anyway, I thought that was great. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to part two. They're going to talk about prophecy. I think that would be fire. I think Alan's going to ask some good questions. So yeah, those are, those are my thoughts, man. Let me know what y'all think. Kingstream entertainment.
Bruce Lawn. Hey, thank you so much for making it to the end of this video. Make sure you check out our How to Study the Bible course. The link is in the description. Or consider spending some time watching some of these other videos right here to your right, including my Exposed Testimony series, where you can learn more about my testimony, my life story, all the things I've gone through. It's right here in the description. Make sure you check that out. Y'all have a good night. Peace.